Your presence is required is a conversation by Julie Benetti and Susan Barbaro and a production of EI Alliance, copyright 2021. So, you know, it's funny. We've been talking about the beginning of the Kabbalion, and I, <laughs> it's why I think the beginning of the beginning of the Kabbalion had a lot more energy to it. And it's kind of like, you know, the roller coaster ride where you're going around the turns, and, Big, the big hills come and the big hills come and, and then the rest of it is kind of going downhill and it goes right into the principles yeah. where you know I think the, the 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 vibration of the principle of mentalism and you know I don't want to go into the principles but it is kind of like dipping your toe is really the conversation of all And as I flip through, as it gives, you know, a little kind of generic testament of so you're, you're what the passing are the summary transmutation. Yeah, you're, you're passing through the the um, summary of the principles, and you're going right to trans mental transmutation. I'm passing that, and I'm going into the all. The all. Alrighty. And, you know, I know, you know, mentalism being the universe's mental held in the mind of the all, um, but I think there's something more outside of that. I think it's kind of like, you know, when you walk up to a house and there's a party and you walk up to the doorway and, you know, there might be some stragglers outside from the party and you're like, oh, do I know that person? Do I not know that person? And... And it's not even going to the house at all, but it's the whole energy of what's outside of that. And you mean specifically the all? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, Julie. And it doesn't really, and it's funny because, you know, I, I remember because in, I know you were transcribing some of it because we were going to write something else about the Kabbalion, but I remember going into certain aspects of this chapter and we're looking in chapter four where it goes past just you know a general observation of what the seven principles are and mental transmutation and it just kind of shares about the all and i think there's a vibration of this that's just the whole underlying of the beginning well i think it's summed up <laughs> With the Hermeticists believe and teach that the all in itself is and must ever be unknowable. <laughs> so you talk about a weasel clause. You know, how do you, you know, you, you can't know it. So the minute you, we talked about this in, uh, was it the Tao? The minute mm. you try to define it, you lost it. Right, right. So what are your thoughts about the, the house party? And I want to know if I was invited or not. Well, it's that party we... Is that where we met? No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I was just thinking because it was funny. I, you know, in the preparation to get to the party and get dressed, and am I really going to the party? And then, you know, what, what are we bringing? And 
then you get, is this the right house? And you get there and this is the right house. And then there's like kind of weird activity going on outside and people you don't even know and they start to talk to you. And I don't know if that engages you to go into the party. Meanwhile, I, I had, my kids were working, so I'm like, stop over after work. I was doing whatever. I just threw some clothes on and I just went and I just showed up. I knew the house mm -hmm. and I just walked. I just walked in. There was no contemplation of what do I bring? What do I wear? What I was just, and I was just like, oh, what my biggest thing is who's coming. I had one of my daughters come with me early and then left. And then the other one showed up later. And how was I going to get back and forth? Stupid things. That's, mm. I wasn't even I wasn't even thinking of it. I was just like, okay. I was more concerned about, was everybody else coming? When are you coming? Mm. Kind of thing. Mm. Funny that you say that. Well, it's funny because, uh, you know, and it's great that we can share on the same party that we're talking about. <laughs> well, we also so the, wrote about it in the... Right, the end of script. So the, the analogy of it and the visualization of it is interesting because what I'm trying to get at is that, you know, sure, the house party and the people there and everything around it and surrounding it and the environment and the steps leading up to it and everything is part of the all. Mm -hmm. And I'm a part of the all as well. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't like, you know, I wasn't, uh, you know, insecure about going or anything or, I mean, it's the little things that you kind of remember going on. There were a lot of different energies. There were a lot of different things going on and even walking into it. So where, okay, so you lost me. How does this work into the all? So you're, how does this, this tie into the all? Because all those things are a part of the all. All those things, right. because you say something that, is. you know, we don't, you know, is unknown. And so we know it, and we don't know it. And so, you, right. you know, and I, I don't want to talk about the, because the, the, um, we have before, talk right. about the physical attributes of discerning what it is we know or not, and what we're right. seeing and not seeing, and what happens, right. you know, biologically and stuff like that. We've already talked about it. Mm -hmm. Yet there's something else that these are all included in the subset of the all, mm -hmm. as are we. Mm -hmm. And so to not go any further than that, is uh, you know I don't want to say uh, it's not a struggle. I, let I'm me ask you. Let me ask you a question. Um, I I hear what you everything that you're saying and I understand it. Why do you think the Kabbalion put a whole chapter on it? Just to say, ultimately, I mean, this whole chapter could go down to that one line, where it says the Hermeticists believe and reach and teach that the all in itself is and must ever be unknowable. Why do they have, how many pages do they go? They go from page 26 to, I mean, it's probably one of the longest chapters in the book. So it goes to exactly what you're, you're saying. Like, why does it go to 33? Which isn't a lot of pages, but for this book it is. I mean, it's so funny. They go and they talk about all this stuff, and yet they say you can't, you can't know it. I mean, the the main things that come directly from the Kabbalion, that which is the fundamental truth, the substantial reality, is beyond true naming. But the wise men call it the all. In its essence, the all is unknowable. But the report of reason must be hospitably received and treated with respect. So. Why do they have a whole paragraph to say we can't we can't define it? Why so why think, would they put that in? I think there's really something beautiful in the, that that.
paragraph, which is in the second sentence of it, and, and that's on page 28 where you were saying, the Hermeticists believe and teach that the all in itself is and must ever be unknowable. And the second sentence is, they regard all the theories, guesses, and speculations of the theologians and metaphysicians regarding the inner nature of the all as but the childish efforts of mortal minds to grasp the secret of the infinite. Such efforts, you can continue, it says such efforts have always failed and will always fail from the very nature of the task. One pursuing such inquiries travels around and around in the labyrinth of thought until he is lost to all sane reasoning, action, or conduct and is utterly unfitted for the work of life. <laughs> he is like the squirrel which frantically runs around and around the circling treadmill wheel of his cage, traveling ever and yet reaching nowhere, at the end a prisoner still and standing just where he started. That is such an amazing paragraph. That is so amazing because in, in, you know, if you think of it, which is very odd to say as well, in actuality, you're thinking with your mind, thoughts about the all as of which about you are. About something you cannot know. I mean, that's the bottom line. You're thinking these thoughts about something of which you can never know. They say it's unknowable. So that wasn't where I was going. I was going that you're thinking thoughts in your mind of the all, yet using your mind to comprehend the all when you're so much more than your mind. Well, the mind can't comprehend that which is unknowable. So it's a, a fruitless effort. It will always be a fruitless effort. So why? So my well, question. Well, but why can the mind not comprehend what is unknowable? Because it, it's drastically, you know, when we give, when we talk, you know, sometimes we're joking about Bigfoot and stuff. I mean, that's unknowable. We don't know. People have seen, not seen, whatever. You can go into the definitions of it. Yet the mind can't. So then, give up. The mind can't comprehend. So, I'm asking, why did they dedicate a whole chapter just to say that? Why would they dedicate a chapter when all it was is one sentence? The all is everything. It must never, it will never, it must ever be unknowable. Period. End. Why, why the conversation? So, uh, so... Uh, So I, I was kind of looking at the energy of the second sentence because the second sentence discusses, I, I mean, where do you have the comprehension of the all? If the comprehension of the all is consisting of its exercise in the mind and with thought, it, it just explicitly states it here. It's childish efforts of mortal minds to grasp the secret of the infinite. I mean, it's, it's, it's equatable to in, in past podcasts that we just recently did where we talked about the secret. And if you just, 
you know, it's funny because the secret's mentioned there, so why not use the secret, which is not what they're talking about because this was 1908 and the secret wasn't around in 1908. The secret they're talking about is around. Yet it's funny because, you know, let's say the secret is the secret and people say whatever they want the secret to be known as. Yet, you know, the funny thing is we talked about this in a few podcasts ago where the secret becomes the symbol of what people are referring to when it's not really, you know, what is it what is it saying? So in that level, if you overlay that onto this with, you know, it's saying, you know, yes, in that first sentence, the all in itself is and must ever be unknowable, yet they're also expressing in the second sentence that it's the mind. Isn't that just like the rest of the book? It, it starts in the beginning talking about the all, and then it goes into the, I mean, this is the same thing. You can't understand the all, so wh why does it go for so many pages to, <laughs> to define it? The all being infinite, absolute, eternal, and unchangeable. I mean, I guess they use that to explain why it must follow that anything finite changeable, fleeting, and conditioned cannot be the all. And as, there, and as there is nothing outside of the all in reality, then any and all such finite things must be as nothing in reality. So is that their way of trying to say that we are nothing in reality? Things that are finite are really nothing and therefore subject to the mental universe. And that's where mentalism comes in. Is that, because they don't say it, but it's, it's fascinating that they go into such depth of defining what it is not. I mean, is that because they're trying to enhance the idea of mentalism? Is that, is that the point? of the chapter, because it is part of the, you know, it's, it's between mentalism and uh, mental transmutation in, in the mental universe. It comes between it. So is it, is it that where it's trying to, I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of funny. It's, you can't know it, but we're going to spend all these pages defining what it's not. So what do, you, what do we, do we know it or do we not know it? You know, you, you joke about Bigfoot. I've, you know, when I watch sometimes the show, they, oh yeah, the little squatches, they do this. And you know, the big squatches, they tend to do it. And I'm like, and I, I laugh because it's like, okay, we don't even have a, a formal existence of them. We don't know. And, and people are already, give, you know, going into their habitat and what they do. And, and I don't say it, I think it's kind of funny. And of course, they're going based on what people have said they've seen and supposedly they study it, blah, blah, blah. But it's, it's kind of funny. This is what happens. This is what they do. And I'm like, oh, so <laughs> we don't even know if they exist. And we've already got their, you know, what they, what they like to eat, what they don't like to eat, <laughs> what things mean that they do. And I'm like, you know, I just find it, it to me, it's kind of funny. Mm. So we'll see when we get back. 
Hi folks, join me, Julie B, for some inspiration with writing, podcasting, exploring energy, and the magic of all around. I am a writer, a podcaster, and a collaborator who works with energy. What does that mean? Basically, I write, talk, and ponder about energy in everything I do. So join me in my new show right now with Julie B. For some inspiration, a little magic, something different, and a whole lot more. Find it anywhere you listen to podcasts. Right now with Julie B. So, Susan, I know you're a doctor in Rhode Island, but we're not in Rhode Island right now. And the reason why we say that is because in this day and age, what does anything mean? So why not get to the meat and potatoes of life and really work on yourself? And the best way to do it is through energetic invocations, a book of vibrational change. And once you feel like you want a little bit more, you can either listen to our podcast or get our uh, How Do I Live If I don't fit in journal, which is a great way of helping you find those places deep within yourself. And you know what's cool about all of that is there are no paths to certification needed. So Julie, we wrote 10 plays of the Enter Scripts. Yes. Do they seem believable to you? Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? They're a hoop. <laughs> but they're not traditional magic scripts. No, they're not. It's real magic based and in energy. It's cool stuff. So you've shared that you work with horses Mm -hmm. and you've been doing work with horses. And so you share some pretty amazing things. And sometimes when you share those amazing things, you say, you know, and I think maybe the horses, you know, this, maybe the, you know, maybe this. And I kind of said in a funny way, you know, the horses talk to each other at night and they, we have no idea. Mm. And so these are all thoughts we're having Mm -hmm. and these are all thoughts we share yet when you have the experiences you have and you share these beautiful moments where you have some kind of communication going on with them there is no thought there is no anything related to it it's just what's occurring and I think and and it's funny because I don't have the words to express this Yet, you know, it's funny, I, I, I came across a, a conversation in a, in a book I was reading about, and it made me think differently, which, again, doesn't work. That word doesn't work for what I'm trying to express. And, you know, Descartes had that wonderful expression, I think, therefore I am. And I always heard that differently. And I've already, uh, and I've always kind of felt the vibration of it differently. I think, therefore I am, you know, as an expression of your fortitude Mm -hmm. and your, however you want to see it as, you know, I'm here and I'm a human being and I'm a, yet if you hear it a little bit differently, I think, therefore I am, you know, there is this, this understanding or expression that he was really recognizing his dysfunction and and for me I would overlay that in the principles of the Kabbalion 
because the, the the episodes and the and the aspects where you're thinking and you're you're completing these actions and you're moving the pendulum and you're working with polarity and you're and it's all based in I mean we're we're kind of like walking computers you know and and working with our hard drives and our processing system and we're having these thoughts and we're our own artificial the go intelligence of that sense and if you overlay just looking at the vibration of what, what I've just shared onto here of the all, I mean, it's, it's pretty humorous where you can hear it differently. The Hermeticists believe and teach that the all in itself is and must ever be unknowable. And if you take out that word, you know, knowable, and we say about, you know, what is it that we know? And you know, in the expression through these podcasts of what I share when I say, you know, we go to our core and we reveal that and we express it and we're, we're the gurus of ourselves because that's what we know, you know, for lack of a better word, that's, you know, that's not in thinking. It's more than thinking. I would actually suggest it's a possibility of the non-thinking <laughs> that gets you there. It's not thinking. The minute you get out of your head, you can start to understand it. But you go to your head to try to define it. You try, as you said, you don't have the words. Mm -hmm. You even started, when you started talking with, I don't have the words. So I remember in acupuncture school, I was learning um, like shiatsu massage and the teacher kept telling me get out of your head mm. you got to get out of your head and mm. you know it's funny everything I learned in acupuncture school everything that I said I would never do I do everything I'm like I get this I don't do it's, it's just kind of ironic it's almost like I wasn't sharing it there or something but that's and I and I used to understand I can understand that get it's but it's a I mean, I can understand it because I've done it, but how would you describe to someone, get out of your head? Really? And that's, so, that in itself is a hard, mm. how do you get out of your head? Mm. Well, if you think about it, and that I think what is the expression of that chapter, if you keep thinking about it, and it is, you know, the misty loop of Descartes, I think, therefore I am, I think, therefore I am, I think, therefore I am. It's the misty loop. You start to hear it differently. I think, therefore I am. There's, no, there's nothing wrong with thinking. Mm -hmm. I'm but not saying it's good or thinking, bad or anything. If, if, but if thinking, so I'm hearing you, and I'm, I'm rewording it, not to say this is what you said, but this is to what I'm hearing. It doesn't mean you said it, and I'm not saying this is what you said. This is what I hear is that the minute you said, the minute you say, I think, you've already moved to duality. Because mm. I'm mm. not the all. It's I thing mm. so I am here I am I exist and of course the the assumption is that separate from the all right mm. I think it's not the thought is or some way that it's in, in, in all-inclusive and I don't mean like oh we're part of a group it's a grander idea it's I think Therefore, I am, and you're saying the dysfunction that he's expressing relates to the idea of separation from the all. 
And that's, is that what you're saying? Because that's what I heard, and I'm not sure if that's what you were saying. Because I heard that, and I was like, wow, that's actually pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know if that's what you were mm -hmm. referring to or not. Okay, because I... Um, you know, I've had a conversation, and I'll say with my son, talking about that. You know, the minute you think, and I'm used to know that quote, you lose it. So you, when, when you were, when I was sharing before, you had some incident go on, and you said, oh, I think he's thinking this, and I said, you really don't know what he's thinking. We really don't know what anyone is thinking. No, we don't. I'm and we make the grandest, we make the grandest effort. We make the greatest effort to think we know what we're thinking. And so this is beautiful. You know, what is there here? You know, the all in itself is and must ever be unknowable. Because we, we, we kind of make the transition from I think, therefore I am. And so, you know, I, I know because I think this and I know what someone thinks and I'm intuitive and I'm in, and then it's like you, you all the way, you're dancing around in the Kabbalion, in the principles. And so, again, you started to about the horses. I say, when I say something about the horses, it's me trying to interpret. Mm -hmm. It's like they're talking to me, and mm -hmm. I'm trying to interpret it. Mm -hmm. So there's a difference between that and thinking. Mm. So when I, you know, I've expressed to you when... You know, I would go to Canada with Frank, and, and or when I was in Japan, and I'm hearing a different language. The minute someone was, you know, his sister went to Japan, what's he saying? It's like you just, boom, I landed. The minute, you know, you're asked to interpret it, the, but you can feel the vibration of French. I can feel the vibration, even when I read it or, or you know, try to speak it or share it. Je ne parle pas le français. I can feel the vibration of, you know, just what it is and when someone says well what is he and then you look i can you can communicate with it you can even in in japanese you can communicate with it without saying anything and and there's an aspect of well then you know then if you go into well what do you know what do you don't know i mean you're in duality so why again would they spend all these pages See, the all can't be defined. It's not this. Well, is it this? It's not that. No matter what you say, it's gonna. The, the answer is gonna be no. So, uh, so, so you've asked that question a number of times, and I haven't even made any effort whatsoever to answer it. And I'm curious as to why you asked that question. Why put it in there? I don't. Th I don't take it that the Kabbalion. I mean, is, I think you I actually have it, an answer because I, I, you're. Okay. Why would you? Why would you ask why? I mean, I I don't have that question. Okay. So, oh. uh, what, that doesn't mean anything. It's right or wrong or anything. I'm so to me, it, it, I mean, it's a small book, and it says this is a small book. It is what? How many? A hundred and fifty something less than hundred hundred and forty. How much? Hundred and thirty-nine pages. I said hundred and forty. Okay, hundred and forty. If they talk about about the author, hundred and forty pages. Why would they dedicate all those pages to make that statement? That's your answer to what your question is? No, that's my question. Oh. Because I don't think they mince words unless it's, you know, 
I, I, I don't know. Cause so I don't. I, if I go through here, I remember there was parts in here, and I have to read it through indefinitely. There was something in here. I'm like, this does not make sense. I can't remember what it was now. It's like this. So there's so the, the you know I know we've talked about this. There's a thing in and uh, you know Japanese Zen practice and and sitting and meditation and stuff like that called the koan and everybody knows you know what is the sound of one hand clapping and you yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. use that as a puzzle in your head and so if it goes around and around and catches it until you kind of propelled out of the loop of and you kind of laugh and for me you know the, the vibration of this chapter is so amazing it's just every every sentence can and this is my expression of it every sentence it propels me every sentence i mean even you know the um from you know that one we keep repeating so about Anthony, being a noble yet about everything changes it's becoming and changing but how can we how can we say that that to me is like it's it goes into saying it can never be known but then we do know everything is always becoming and changing nothing stands still everything is being born growing dying the very instant a thing reaches its height it begins to decline the law of rhythm is in constant operation there is no reality enduring quality fixity fixity or substantiality in anything nothing is permanent but change it's actually interesting because he right there the law of rhythm is in constant operation in the all really and so I'm saying something in here is off I can't I remember reading this the first time and I had to keep reading it I don't know which part it was I probably should have highlighted it but The all. I mean, it talks about it. Says it's the unknowable. And why? And it's interesting that one. You know, you read about the squirrel running around in the labyrinth of thought, lost to all sane reasoning. Blah blah blah. Yet it says nothing really is, but that everything is becoming and changing. Isn't that a definition of it? This is the law. Under and behind all outward appearances are manifestations. There must always be a substantial reality. This is the law. Man, considering the universe, of which he is a unit, sees nothing but change in matter, force, and mental states. He sees that nothing really is, but that everything is becoming and changing. So, in the very first, that's funny. Here's two laws. This is the law, and then later says, um, the law of rhythm. So now we have the law of rhythm that applies. Is that it? So the law of rhythm applies. Yet we can't define it. We can say it's not finite. It's everlasting. It's, you know, I can go through. It's just funny. Like some of this is just, it goes back and forth to me. You can't define it. I get that. But it is always changing and it's, it's subject to this other law. Wait, wait a second. So, so it, it says on page 29 at the very bottom, but while the essential nature of the all is unknowable, there are certain truths connected with its existence which the human mind finds itself compelled to accept. This is, for me at least, this is really 
an exploration of the human mind and its interaction, trying to comprehend the all, which is a part of, but it's still putting it into the Kabbalion so we can, you know, go to either Why side would, of it and find and, the duality. If you and I are going to sit here and discuss the Kabbalion and we're going to talk about things, why are you and I going to sit down and start talking about what's going on in politics? What, unless it relates to the Kabbalion? We did that. I mean, but then that's saying, well, did you hear what Trump said? And then McConnell, what do you think he's going to do? It's like, why would we waste our time discussing something that it's it, why? And, and, and I don't think that it is a mistake. I, I, and that's where I go to, the, I believe there's something, uh, and you, you started to hint at it. That's why I was waiting to see what you were going to say when you said it's, it's outside of it. It's outside of it because why would we talk about something? This this to me goes back and forth. I, I hear what you're saying. I can read each line. I can read and understand, but when I put the whole thing together, I'm like, this is contradicting itself. Why? Why is it? Is it just my reading of it? That's it's. I see the contradiction, and no one else does, or you don't. Is that something I'm I'm picking up, or is is there something here that's, what, it's like, it's sometimes kind of feels like, is this a joke again? Like, is this the joke making fun of, you know, again, us trying to figure it out? Because, I mean, literally, you should be able to just say, the, you know, the all is unknowable, period, next chapter. Why, why go into all this other stuff? Why? And, and, and I, I don't, I'm not like, why did he do it? What was the reader thinking? I believe there's a grander explanation. And hopefully we'll get back to that. We're doing an ad to ask you all to go ahead and buy one of our books. Any book. Because Susan's gonna be buying a house soon. So buy a couple of them. I'm gonna be buying something too. I don't know why. It's not gonna be a case of wine. But buy as many books as you think that we could buy a couple of houses for. How's that? <laughs> and tell your friends. Wait, share the wealth. Didn't you want a couple of horses too? Yeah, throw in a couple horses. Alright. <laughs> You know, if you're in the audience and you're listening to our podcast, it's a very solitary experience. Mm. And you might wonder, was that Susan or was that Julie talking? And do I really care? And what are they talking about? But I can't stop listening. You might want to see what we look like, see what we write. And if you do, we have our materials on Amazon and on Google Play. We have a fan link website linked to our Twitter, Instagram mm -hmm. account, or our author pages on Amazon. So The Kabbalion by Three Initiates is a really cool book. You can read it and read it again and keep on getting different information. And we have a whole podcast series all over the world. And yet there's always somewhere else to go with The Kabbalion. And that's always the question that we have is how do we approach it from a different angle? And to learn more about something, we came up with a great answer. We Which put together a book of trivia on The Kabbalion. And that is one way that we pushed ourselves into looking at it from a different perspective. Exactly. 
And so if you're listening to our podcast and you want to go further and you want to go deeper into more of the energy, you got to check this ebook out because it will propel you. And it's only pennies, but it's worth so much more because when you get in that space, if you can have something that can take you and send you somewhere else in the energy of what you're studying in a different way, it's priceless. Touche. So in this conversation with you, I am not so concerned with the why, and, I, and I'm listening to, to what you're saying. And I'm also finding that the intensity of this chapter reflects, you know, the, the um, dysfunction, for lack of a better word, with the nature of our thoughts and trying to understand the versatility of the all versus the principles of the Kabbalion versus, you know, it, it almost mirrors in many layers the conversation that can occur. And I think it explicitly, I mean, in even in, and I keep relating the, the page numbers because I think it's helpful because there's so much energy in this. And it, when it talks about, you know, the, the human reason whose reports we must accept so long as we think at all informs us regarding the all without attempting to remove the veil of the unknowable. And he's, and it starts listing on page 30 mm -hmm. on right. the, the different parts that, that we get informed. And... Um, it's once again, it's almost like here's the here are the principles. Okay, but that's not really what the point is. But it, but it, I think explicitly the, you know, and again, there's that word, I think. I, I, when I look down at the page, I see the human reason. So are you saying that, that the purpose of including this was to emphasize the limit of the human mind? Is that what this... Would you say the purpose? And I, I, I don't. And I don't. I, I don't know what the purpose to include this chapter was. I don't know that. I know that when I experience this chapter, it exercises my mind and it and it propels my mind to um, get outside of itself. And and I understand the nature that for me is the nature of this chapter when you know it really goes into the you know it really goes into like Lao Tzu's first poem or whatever we were calling it where you know we can't really define it and because we can't really define it does that mean we can't talk about it we can't explore it we can't understand ourselves and then there's a lot more past that that it that it even expresses and in in the you know, kind of, I would, you know, describe it this way, that little magical dance that each sentence has in association with each other. It just, I just let it, you know, when I read it, I just let it take me where it takes me. And it's, it's like I said, you know, experiencing that new kind of, um, vibration of Descartes I think therefore I am in a different way than than you know perhaps you know what was something I was told in the past or I learned in the past or I was at a different vibration where I settled on okay this is what it means and and to feel like it means something 
even more enhanced or suggest something more enhanced is, is, is very curious and exciting to me. And I think where, I, you know, I love that you can kind of walk through the doorway of this chapter and, you know, who knows where it takes you. <laughs> it's kind of a pun, I guess, but who knows where it takes you, yet it does. Hmm. And I think, and I, you know, I, I would, I would ask ourselves. We do a number of different podcasts. We do a number of different shows. We talk about energy. We we talk to each other about energy. And when we have kind of stinky, real time, you know, conversations about, you know, blah blah drama or stuff that occurred, it doesn't, you know, I'll just speak for myself. It does, doesn't interest me. I know we've had conversations when we say hey, that doesn't really interest me. What, what is what is this about? And I think this chapter shares at least the energy of this chapter, the way it, it translates into, you know, what, what I experienced. I'm sharing what I experienced. Is it, it shares a little bit more about what this is about so, beyond the Kabbalion. I think... Principles. Um, you know, we, we can't define the all. We know that. We, we really can't. And I, and I think that they also put lots of imagery in this chapter expressing how limited we are and I and, and it actually goes against what we're talking about about trusting yourself and going deep within yourself mm -hmm. because reading this talks about limitations and the limits that we have we can't know this we can't know that and I mean I could go on and on right I mean uh, I mean God, I can go on and on. Uh, this is, you know, uh, I'm trying to read. And consequently, both religion and philosophy mean to us having things roots in reality, while theology and metaphysics seem like broken reeds rooted in the quicksands of ignorance and affording naught but the most insecure support for the mind or soul of man. We do not insist upon our students accepting these definitions. We mention them merely to show our position. I read that and I think they go on and on saying that that none of this can be defined yet they turn around and start defining it. It's so to me it's like you know what are you doing? I mean you go on and say about man is limited and we're wrong and we can't understand yet let me tell you this is what you need to know. It's finite. It's limited. It's it can't be this again. It's not knowable. But this will let you know. And I feel like saying, "Screw you! Who the who the hell wrote this? Do you know who wrote this? Another person. Another freaking person. So who is this person telling me my mind can't can't grasp it? Um, I can't do this yet." But that's how your mind is interpreting what you're reading. That's what I'm reading. Exactly. But then isn't your mind telling you? It's well, not the person the who wrote the book. Must, you're interpreting the words that the person wrote. So your mind is telling you. All The all must be all that really is. There can be <coughs> nothing existing outside of the all. Else the all would not be the all. The all must be infinite. The all must be immutable. Immutable which means doesn't change. Yet, a couple pages before that, and I, I am getting mad, not at you, 
It says, nothing stands still. Everything is born, growing, dying. The very instant a thing reaches its height, it begins to decline. The law of rhythm is in constant operation. Nothing is permanent but change. And then you go further down here. The all must be immutable or not subject to change in its real nature. And so you're missing the, the before paragraph, which is what I read before, that the human reason... Mm. informs us as follows regarding the all. And so you're fighting with human reason then. No, I'm fighting with the fact that this is written. It's like we said, remember we went earlier, we said the two pages right across from each other, they were diametrically opposed. Mm -hmm. This is the same thing. I'm like, what is it doing? It says one thing and it uses the same words. Now I understand it says immutable, the all cannot be um, changed because in essence I'm going to use our words naturally the all is energy energy doesn't change can't be created just nor destroyed mm. people can go from a physical to a an energetic so we but so I understand what they're saying I understand that aspect yet that's what they put in there and I think, I think these words are very particular. They're written very particularly. There's nothing here. When you write a book, Julie, mm -hmm. you struggle over every single word. Mm -hmm. You don't put in a word. You'll be the first to tell me there is not a word in here that doesn't have a specific purpose. I think the same with this. I don't think anything here is, is not purposeful. That's why when I say, what's the purpose? Not because, why they do this? Why they do, this is not, and so to say, and, and you could say, well, change, you know, nothing endures but change, right? Okay, and the all goes through change, but it's not changeable. The all piece of it is not changeable. And I, and I understand that. But they, there's something about this that it's, it's almost like, you know, what did we go down the rabbit hole and, and um, what do you call Alice in, in Wonderland? You know, you go and things like it's it's things go one way and then the other. And, and I'm like, and, and that's when I say the purpose of this, not like why they put this. It's like there was a purpose that they wrote so much of this. Now, don't become when they talks about, you know, it's you know anything that's not that's finite is not the all now don't become befogged nor frightened we are not trying to lead you into the christian science field under the cover of hermetic philosophy there is a reconciliation of this apparently contradictory state of affairs be patient will you reach it in time what is that is the student who is opening up to the selves them, themselves would they need to be told that do I need to tell you, Julie, no, don't get nervous. No. That, that's why what you're saying makes sense. But to me, it's, it's like, what, what, what am I reading? What is this? Matter, you know, is the all merely matter? Not at all. Matter cannot manifest life or mind. And as life and mind are manifested in the universe, the all cannot, uh, blah, blah, blah. I, like, I understand that. We understand that we are more than just matter. We are energy. And that's why I say, what's the purpose of this chapter? We know this. If you know everything, 
you know what I mean when I say everything. I don't mean everything, but you're, you're open to, to, to the, the vastness. It was, I think it was Neville Goddard I was reading, and I would love to pull it out, but of course I can't. That when you go into that space of not yourself, you just go into the space of energy. It's the way I'm going to put it. Mm. You feel that hugeness. He, he, he said it in what he wrote. You feel that immensity. So going back to the what I started with about when you share your examples of being with the horses and you just share and you don't go into the interpretation, that's exactly what you just stated. There's an immensity. So why would they put... But why do you care? You know, yeah, I asked why, why do I care? Do you, do you know why? Purpose, because, why? Yeah, because there's, there's something else in there we're not getting. There's something more... Because when you glint, when you read something and you're like, oh yeah, I, I always say it. When you're like, yeah, I get it, I get it. It's like, screw you, you don't. Especially for a book like The Kabbalion. If we're reading freaking, oh God, Daniel Steele and you're like, yeah, okay. Or one of those romance, not, yeah, okay. You can skip a few chapters. It doesn't even matter. But with, when you have a book that every word <clears throat> is purposeful, There's something more to that. And that's what I really believe. That's what I believe. I, I don't know what it is. I do believe there's something more to it. Because why would you dedicate 6% of this book? I think there's something more. And if I'm going to speculate, it's something you said about going to the party ahead of time. It's... It's, it's, it's something, and, and I don't know what that is yet. It's about, it, you, again, outside of it. Because the all can't be defined, but it's been defined by what it isn't. So isn't that the Kabbalion? So, so that, that's where I'm going. Some of this just doesn't make sense to me. It's fine here, sorry. What the hell is the problem? Well, the, the, the funny, you know... Uh, and I'm not trying to cause, uh, you know... I, I, well, I'm trying to, you know, I shared my experience of what yeah. the chapter was. And, and uh, you know, you, and I'm not trying to make this... But you, you keep on approaching me with a why, a why. What is the purpose of this? The why, the why, the why. That's I'm sharing I'm my experience. And when we talked about going to the party, and I talked about, you know, what I was going to wear, I'm going to bring, I'm going to go to the house, there's the people. And you haven't even gone in the house yet. And, there's a, and you said what your experience was. Right, which was mm -hmm. we, we were trying to, f you know, who was coming and what, you know, that kind of thing, and and then you, you I was taking care of myself. I wasn't thinking about anybody else. Well, you said inviting the kids or something. I was just making my yeah. And, yeah. Well, my kids and, to me are like taking care of me. I was like, okay, what, are you going to come? Do you want to come? I'll meet you there or whatever. I was chucked right. in. Right, and you you made the distinction that that was different from my experience of of what you know I was getting ready and I guess I don't know being in the moment and I didn't know the house so there was you know a whole bunch so of things so I'm just saying that I, I just think I, I could be wrong about the party I could be wrong about the uh, the association but I do know there's something so you know, and I don't want to gloss over saying, oh, well, this is, you know, 
uh, yeah. So I, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just I'm not getting something. So I, I, and I ask you because I think there's a purpose to every word. As you you tell me that all the time when you write, every word is purposeful. There's not a word in there that does not belong in there. So you're gonna say that all those pages. I think it's nine pages. Was just to say that you know. Whatever, I, I I don't know. I I I'm like, why put all that extra stuff in there? It doesn't make sense. It's almost it doesn't fit to me. Hmm. So so, uh, you know, I wasn't trying to answer your question, and I wasn't trying to say that your question wasn't a valid question. All I can do is share my experience of what the chapter is and how I experience it, and. For me, each each sentence leads into the next, and there's there's nothing you can really, which is which is humorous. There's nothing you can really take out from whatever section it is, and just you know blatantly express it as one little nugget, because it relates. Even those three print prince, not principles, but points that it makes on page thirty are related to the paragraph before that says the human reason. And it explicitly states certain things in certain ways, which, you know, as a writer myself, I, I know, I know, <laughs> say it that way, I know is not a mistake. So then you're, you're uh, confirming what I'm asking. There's a purpose for the way it's written. There's a purpose. So it's either to confuse, distract, because if you read it, oh yeah, all is not. Oh, it can't be defined. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Bullshit. That's that's another little hidden. Yeah, keep reading, keep reading. Yeah, yeah, you got it, you got it. Good, keep going. Jump to the principles. There's something more in it. There's something more. I guess we'll get back to it. Thank you for listening to this production from EI Alliance. Check out our Amazon Authors pages and link in bio for books and more podcasts. Find New Threads music on Spotify and newthreads.us.